2: Matt, I was just looking through some of the reviews we've had on our podcast. We've had some really good, good names there, but some really in-depth interviews with some really famous people. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we get some great reviews actually, um, and the
0: uh, I think people loved the right appearance, didn't they?
2: Yeah, the, the Dubry, Dubry one, oh Oh yeah, people loved the Dubry. One. Yeah, he really, he really gave up a, a lot of stuff with uh, Daniel Gee. Yeah, we've yeah. Uh, Heskey, I mean, ultimately, lots of significant... What? And and to be fair, most of those have come through you. Like you, you seem to know a lot of famous people. I know a few. I mean, the, the, obviously, Mourinho and Hodgson was a real coup the other week. Yeah, that was nonsense. That that wasn't... You're saying that was actually Jose Mourinho and Roy Hodgson. Flav, I can, I can get to anyone in world sport. No. Or, <laughs> or celebrity, for that matter, not just sport. <laughs> Oh, that's nonsense So what, what you've actually done is You've exhausted your portfolio Of famous people you know And now we're, we're kind of really sh- We're at the bottom now aren't we we're, There is no one left really is there um, I don't know pick, pick Pick a genre we'll see an act, we've never had an actor on. What, give us an actor. Uh, I know plenty of actors. What, 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 what kind of
0: acting? Um, do you like film? Like Hollywood? Like a, soap, soap, a soap actor. Soap actor. Um, yeah, okay. I, I know probably one of the the, the biggest and, and best known soap actors. Um, yeah oh. No problem. What's he? Who is he? Uh, Michael Greco, Beppe. Big mate of mine. Big mate of mine. Is he? Yeah.
2: Go what on, prove it. Go, ring him. Ring him now. Okay. If, if I must, I'll ring him now. I don't believe you, mm. because the other ones, the other guys, I, I kind of, I knew of your acquaintance with with uh, with do, doobs and Ian Wright, and and you know through. through I don't know why you're always doubting me, Flav. Let me give him a little tinkle well, now. You're consistently proving me wrong. So that that's... Shh, shh, shh. damn him.
0: Oh, Grex, it's Matt. Who? Matt. Matt, Matt, you know, Matt Wilson. Um... Matt, who, Matt? What? Are you some kind of fucking pain? Matt, what? Matt Wilson. Wait, it's me. It's me. Fucking we, we go, cool. We go way back. Poker. It's. Hey, hang on, hang on here, mate.
3: Wherever you are. make me a cup of
0: tea with you. Put some clothes on, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Destiny, come over here, mate. Destiny. <laughs> it sounds like Destiny, you're busy. Destiny right? How many of girls have you got there, mate? Doesn't matter, I'm a bit busy. Who's this again? This is me. It's Matt the Mute Wilson. Remember the poker Matt, days, mate? Aussie Millions, Caribbean, me and you. No, no. It's, I, I mean, I was there, of course,
3: but I don't know who Matt the Mute Wilson is. Matt Wilson. Oh, Matt, are you a Scandi? I'm I not... fucking hate Scandy? I said, you are, fuck off. Got, who gave you my number?
0: Mate, it's Gregs. It's for me.
1: Long Ball Street. Long, 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 it long, Lip it long. The Long Ball
2: Street. Long, 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 long. Welcome to the Long Ball Street podcast, back once again with my Able co-host, Matt. Hello. Did you like the fact you've gone from starter to Able co-host? Well, I'm just... We're trying to bring you down now. You're bringing you back. I oh, know. I don't like it. I liked it when I was a star for
0: a while, Grex. So we had this billion where I was kind of built up to be this huge personality, and
2: slowly it's kind of crashing down. I can't believe we've we've crowbarred the star <laughs> joke into it once again. Uh, we're, we're also here with uh, Michael Greco, who played Beppe in EastEnders for four years between 1998 and 2002. Went on to to act on stage. Has been in the news for all sorts of stuff. He's a champion <laughs> poker player. Host of the excellent Carefree Chelsea podcast, uh, he's Michael Recco, and he's mm. also good
3: mates Matt. Yeah, uh, me and Matt met on a cruise didn't we? That's um, right. Yeah. Playing poker. God, how long ago is that now? That was uh, seven, eight years ago. No, maybe more, nine yeah, years ago? Must be. I was the only Brit to make the final table. It was me and five Scandies. That's right. And as we all know, back in the day, we hated Scandies who played poker because they just were too good, weren't they? I
2: mean, I know. And and
3: they they just, were, a,
2: as a race of people, they're very good at poker.
3: They were. Yeah. It's kind of different now. The Americans and, and actually the European, the other Europeans, the, the Germans and the Brits, have kind of taken over now. But their way of playing was so aggressive. It was very unconventional. There was almost kind of a way of doing things and a
0: collective wisdom and they would just play very loose but very aggressive, and you were kind of—I was, I was kind of jealous of them in a way. Yeah, I <laughs>
3: totally bloody <laughs> scandy. But, but,
0: but, but it was funny because on this ship, so, so so Grex who had a uh, a deep competition and rivalry, and you could say hatred. Going on with with Sc- <laughs> Sc- cat H- very loosely, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then he ended up in this huge, huge tournament in the Caribbean, and, and I went out very early. But but Greco was the only English guy to make the final
2: table. But it's him against five Scandies. Yeah. So we you essentially have no chance when you
0: got
3: pretty quiet. much had no chance. <laughs> we should say
2: at this stage that Matt is also a, was a massive big big poker player, but
3: yeah, the mute, the mute. That Matt was a the pseudonym <laughs> Did you not know that? The
1: <laughs> my, mute is the
3: like,
0: best. That is an incredible scene. Isn't it? Yeah, that was my, uh, my, my poker alias for a while. Basically, because I took down... At first, I used to play, and I was very aware that when people are talking to you at the poker table... Pros, they're extracting information, so I just wouldn't say a word. So, uh,
2: and I'll Do mine. you mean someone might openly ask you a question to your face and you igno- ignore them? Yeah, oh, I would just be. I love f- that. Yeah, and I won a tournament doing it as well. At the,
0: um, do you remember the
3: loose cannon? Was it? Oh, that was about. There was about three people in that tournament. Was that the one? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> like that is it. <laughs> yeah. It was at that tournament. No, yeah, the loose uh, cannon.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so, did you
3: win a tournament? There?
0: Yeah, I won it. Uh, do we, I think it was that opening thing. So it was all like the poker press. Yeah, Liv Bury was on the final table. <laughs> Right, right, I remember um, that. Yeah, I won it.
3: Well, wow, I was there. Actually, I got knocked out quite early and went on the piss. I remember that. That's right, yeah. It, it so was so
0: before I, I, I knew you then. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we ultimately met in, um, in, in the Caribbean, yeah. We be, we i
3: tell you a story girls. about the Scandis, They used to get on my wicks so badly. We were playing a very high uh, stakes game of uh, Omaha, Pot Limit Omaha cash game at the Vic and this one guy kept outdrawing me, outdrawing me, outdrawing me. And I was got so was a Swedish guy. And he was laughing in my face. <laughs> Can I just ask, what does outdrawing mean? He just basically hit the river card, which is the main card on, in poker. He just kept getting lucky on me, basically. Right. Um, and I kept losing thousands and thousands. And I wasn't, I, I was not happy. I'm not a good loser. People will know that in the poker world. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I don't take losing kindly. <laughs> um, well, you show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And this Swedish guy was getting on my tits And literally would laugh in my face And as he went to the toilet I'm not an aggressive person I've never had a fight in my life Seriously As he went to the toilet I followed him and he went into the cubicle to have a piss and I grabbed his face and I pushed him against the wall and went you're in my fucking town now son <laughs> honestly I did I was so aggressive I was so annoyed went, oh, you're in my town now don't fuck he was like B-. I swear to god he was like a bulldog he just came back at me and I didn't know what to do <laughs> I went oh ok enjoy <laughs> but honestly I, it was the scandals oh, man they are the worst oh, I, I think that. a good
2: place to start because this is supposed to be a football podcast but right. I sense the best stories of these aren't going to be related to football Let's Let's get the Chelsea stuff done, and then and then, uh, and then we can we can move on to this because right. I've got loads of stuff about the poker I want to ask you. Um, so you, how long have you been a Chelsea fan?
3: Um, the first it's funny because when as I grew up as a kid uh, in the seventies I was a Leeds fan because you know they were the best team and kids follow their heroes blah blah blah, and then I got to like the late eighties nineties and uh, I realised well I'm never going to go and see Leeds it's too far away so I started to support Chelsea so yeah. probably since the early nineties. So twenty five years ago? No, they weren't great. I think we were still in the. Uh, no, it was in a time when we were in the old second division. So yeah. maybe the so late eighties.
0: Is this like the Kerry Dixon, David Speedy? Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, that was a great. It was a, still a great,
3: great team, you know. Kerry Dixon is still only the, I think, the third highest scorer for Chelsea of all time. So it, it was still a good team. had yeah, That cool kit actually, like the little Commodore, I yeah, the Commodore that, that yeah, game. yeah. <laughs> and, and there was one of the little stripes across. Yeah, they had some nightmare kits as well though, like yellow and blue and brown and stuff. Oh uh,
2: yeah. Uh, so so you, you can you can honestly say that it wasn't it was, it was pre Abramovich.
3: It was. <laughs> is this what you drive? driving no, at? Was a, no, it was pre Abramovich, yeah. No, I asked the question of all Chelsea. No, it was, it's important uh, to understand. It Wait. was Ken Bates, it was a Ken Bates era. You know, Which, when when Chelsea was skinned, we had no money. What well, you got to understand here, Greg, so is yeah. you're kind
0: of walking into a. Uh, a minefield like, Yeah, a, a, a trap. Basically, Flav's obviously a huge Spurs fan, and, yes. a, and he's looking—he's looking for chinks in your armor, basically. Well, yeah.
2: we, well actually, hit, Flav put it aside. Michael knows this because we did a—we did a head-to-head. We did, yeah, uh, for Ball Street. Oh, which right. About right. it was two was was all, wasn't it? The game was yeah. in the end, yeah. yeah it was. We played that game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hazard. Ugh. That's right. Let's, uh, not and this.
3: Let's, not, let's not go over. Let's not go over. Just yet. There's a lot to talk to you about that game as well because I was there and, and yeah. things I saw. Blah blah. blah.
2: What outside the ground and stuff?
3: So. Uh, in the ground as well, and also I was lucky enough to get a couple of tickets from one of the Chelsea players, and then met him afterwards for drinks, and he told me about everything that was the Spurs players were up to during the game. Can you talk about that? <sighs> nah, no, look go on. T- tell us. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you the Chelsea player that gave me the tickets. That's right? Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. But just, just in case people weren't aware, this is this game where it kicked off massively at the end of the season. Oh, the game, the, the game. The, right, the, the, Hazard, yeah. the
3: Hazard scoring a beautiful goal in the like 78th minute or something.
2: Spurs players lost their minds completely. That's um, right. Yeah. So there was a lot going on. It was the first time I'd ever seen a Spurs fan, but as a Spurs fan, seen seen their team do it. Um, I've got to be honest, I wasn't not a, a bit proud of it. I uh, so you, you mean you were proud of it. Well there was a part of me <laughs> <laughs> <Two> negatives negative making <laughs> positive. Yeah, yeah. Well exactly. So I was I was looking at it and I was thinking get, get some get some blood on your boots. Yeah, yeah. kind of blood on your boots right. kind of thing you're against your rivals hate each other and but there was some horrible stuff going on as well. Oh. And, I, and I will admit to that. But um fuck the it. title let's kill them.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah
3: it literally started from the um when the players greet each other in the beginning. Really? Words were exchanged. What was that, what was that fed, moment was it, on?
2: Was it based on the, like the Fabregas and the comments beforehand that wound Spurs players? Could like have
3: them? been based on some of those kind of comments from Chelsea players to Tottenham's sp- to players. Yeah, um, it could have been that, but also other things, and just the rivalry and the fact that we all knew that Chelsea, this was our Cup final, wasn't it? We had nothing to yeah. play for. Stop it's us. a terrible season, yeah. but to stop Spurs winning the title was all we were, all we cared about. And when you went two 0 up, it was like wow, you know. And then so obviously it was a game of two halves. And then when Hazard scored the goal and ran over to the Spurs supporters and slid, it was just a thing of beauty. Yeah. And from back, for those, yeah. those last 12 minutes as well, it was happening all, all during the game yeah. the dirtiness, the, the comments, the, 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 the tackling. Those last 12 minutes,
2: wow. Look, uh, I, wow. As, as painful it is, as it is for me to admit it, I appreciate how good that was. And I appreciate yeah, it was amazing. If you can't celebrate beating your rivals or getting one over them, then what's the point? You're, you should yeah. There's no sportsmanship in this. This no, is hatred. Spurs would do
3: exactly the same to Chelsea. Oh, absolutely. So when the shoe's on the foot, you've got to do it. you got to accept it as well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea have started well this season. They have. They've started very well this season. Third currently, is that right? We're, we're like joint on top. We're joint top uh, behind City on goal difference. Um The good thing about Chelsea's performances right now is they're a lot more solid at the back. We've only let in two goals in three games. Had our first clean sheet for a long, long time the other day. Um, Hopefully that will continue. They're looking... I haven't been to a game yet because I've been working on other things, but um, they're looking at the highlights of the games. They're looking very solid at the back. Conte's got them together. And the other, Kante... Apparently has been like the man of the season so far already. Oh, right. okay. He's been the main protagonist. He's been like the Maqaleli of the old. The you know? best,
2: the best signing you'll make. Absolutely, hands absolutely. Down. Hands down, the guy is incredible. The yeah. thing absolutely. is, if I was a centre half or a goalkeeper, though, I think
0: I think I would play inspired because I would be terrified of conceding a goal or making an error and going back into the change room when I'm into to talk to Conte. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> the man's terrifying. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. During the Euros, he was amazing, wasn't he? Brassel said. We saw it Andy Brassel on, on Ball Street's YouTube channel, um, maybe seven or eight months ago when it was announced. Conte was going to come And he said If nothing else He'll bring A a, a line of discipline That will, will not a single player Will step over Right And You know Purely you know, from no, intimidation Just just from it, his reputation his yeah. demeanour You just don't fuck, nah, with him, you would not fuck with him And
3: I love the fact His English isn't so bad yeah. You know It's not as pigeon English As I thought it would be mm-hmm. I, I played golf with uh, Carlo Cudicini Ex-Chelsea keeper About six months ago and I asked him about and he's good friends with Kante he said no his English is pretty good mm. it's pretty good and uh, I think Kuducini has kind of got more of an in there with him now because uh, Carlo's English is very very good obviously you right. um, should say
2: Spurs as as well yes just for yes. a, the a, <laughs> a clarity <laughs> like,
3: like we would say what well, Arsenal's Czech you mean is that kind of that kind of thing yeah
2: that sort of thing right <laughs> <laughs> uh, Conte though had a great Euros for for uh, for, um, for Italy uh, with a very limited team I think before going into the into that tournament it was considered to be their worst ever international tournament yes. side and Italy yeah he
3: turned. them they are, must yeah. do
2: it though don't they?
3: they they always do
0: it they've just got that mentality it's like that the belief yeah Italy, yeah. Germany, don't matter. Whatever the form book is, they're just in a tournament. Whereas we'll panic and we'll be like, "Oh my god, yeah. if we win this, we're in the quarterfinals." Yeah, you, you, you expect to be there. And yeah. I say you because obviously you're part Italian. I, I'm
3: Italian, yeah. And um, Italy against Spain was just—it was dominant. We could have won four, five, six mm. nil against yeah. them. We made them look second rate. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't do it against Germany. We had the chances of the penalties. We were one yeah. penalty ahead. Um, obviously, that guy was it—Zaza that was doing Sign the. For He's oh. Just over West Ham, right? I mean, <laughs> he's going to get a piss taken out of him so <laughs> much as he yeah. for that penalty. Yeah. You know, but, well, so
2: okay. when you say, uh, would, do you consider, do you have kind of like two bites of the cherry? Do you sort of support England and, I and do. Italy? Yeah,
3: I'm very patriotic in the fact I was born in England, but I'm also very patriotic in the fact my parents are Italian. Of course. Yeah. When Italy play England, I mean, it's really, it's really tough. If I'm if I'm surrounded by my friend, my family, and my brother, especially who's Totally Italy all the way. Mm. Then I would, if I was seen to be spoiling England, they'd kill me. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm in the pub with my mates and you know, <laughs> oh, it's tough. You're just it's tough to stand, stand yeah, back, all, back from
2: it.
0: Ultimately. Stand back
3: from it. Just support all the goals and go, whatever. I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough one. Yeah, and it's
0: not a tough one. But just to say on the on the Euros, I think that if you'd have uh, got past Germany, I think that you'd have beaten France. I, I think, think you'd so. Have gone on yeah. winning it really.
3: Yeah. Definitely,
2: so, yeah. Unlucky. So you're you're obviously feeling quite positive about Chelsea. I can see, you know, from from an outsider looking in, that there's been massive change on last season, and, and it doesn't. The hangover of that is, is, is not evident at all. Um, so you know, it's probably going to be a really good season. Because I, the, it's about them competing with yeah, United and Man City, but absolutely.
3: As stands, and as it stands, looking at it so far, Hazard is coming back to his best. If not, he's already there. He's his confidence is ridiculous and just seeing the highlights of match of the day his little touches that he's been doing yeah. which he didn't do all season last mm. season he's just there you could see and you could see the fire in his eyes the passion and I think because Kante's has given him the freedom to stay up front and not track back all the time like a defender which I don't think he wanted to mm. do so he's allowed him to stay up front a lot more and then get the others to track back more like Kante uh, Who's obviously fantastic. So Hazard now is just—he's just. hes just
2: Signing like a new player, really. Yeah, it's like
3: signing. New, it's like signing a new world-class player. On my podcast, I asked Kerry Dixon, "You know, who can we sign a world-class player?" And he was right when he said, "You just get, you have to make sure Hazard doesn't go anywhere." because that's like signing a world class player mm. there aren't that many world class players out there you can sign mm. so he is world class so you've got to keep hold of him luckily it yeah. was weird how he just kind of because the year before last
0: obviously he was you're yeah. looking at him and thinking he's actually going on now to be on a similar level to Ronaldo, Messi, yes. Neymar. So, saying like yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, he, on his days, the ability to match them. Yeah. But I guess what really separates Ronaldo and, and Messi from everyone else is their consistency mm. in a way. Yeah. Um, and to be able to do it season after season, scoring all these goals. But uh, so it was really surprising almost when Hazard dropped off so badly. What would you put that down to?
3: Personal reasons. I think his head was turned by one of the big clubs, Real Madrid mm. or PSG. Um, I don't think he got on with the, uh, with Mourinho initially. Mm-hmm. Um, lacked confidence. It's like anything in yeah. life, you know. Any any sport you play, if you're not, if you keep hitting the bar and you're not getting anywhere near the goal, and you're you, you're trying to take someone on and falling mm-hmm. over, he was getting injured. Yeah. Which all the seasons he plays for Chelsea, he's the most. Cropped player in the Premier League. I think the the the, the player that will go down the most because right. he's been tackled. Yeah. But he just get up. Yeah. But this the, that last season he was just writhing on the floor a lot. Yeah, he was having injuries, groin injuries, you know. But this season he's just ridiculous. Yeah. well,
0: he looked amazing at the Euros, didn't he? Yeah, he really did. He was kind of back to his best, yeah. just carrying the ball, just beating people for fun.
3: Pivotal moment was the equalizer against Spurs, I think. <laughs> Could have been, couldn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh,
2: to be fair, I was going to say that the last two games, one against Liverpool and, yeah. and Tottenham, he kind of found some form. I think, obviously, I was thinking finally getting out of the hangover of, of having to work under Mourinho. I think you're right though about that. It's so much takes. It, it, it takes so much other than just being a good player in order for a player to be successful. Having the right manager, having the yeah. right tactics that suit you, having a club and players around that you that suit your style of play. All of those things need to fit to come into place unless you're Ronaldo or Messi where yeah. you're, you're, you kind of transcend all of those factors but ultimately Azed is a, is a human being isn't going to be affected by lack of confidence and whatnot. and, and yeah he's, he's an incredible player and, you, and he strikes the fear of God in you every time he gets the yeah. ball
3: Confidence is amazing I've just done this theatre musical in the West End and uh it, it, I had one of the lead roles, and the the um, the writer who was in every night, he'd come up to me and go, "You were incredible! That was incredible! That was incredible!" And that just gives you confidence. Yeah. The next night, when you go on and go, "Yes, I'm going to smash it tonight," yeah. you know. So it's like anything, you know. Yeah. Should we move
2: on to that? Then? Because you obviously yeah. was launched. If people don't know, and I'm sure they would. But you're, you you started. I'm sure you started acting beforehand, but in, EastEnders yeah. in was your uh, a big a big break that thrust yeah. you into the public's yeah. consciousness. Mm. Um, What kind of your memories now, I think, looking back, because it must have been a whirlwind at the time.
3: Yeah, it was funny because the day I got offered EastEnders, I got offered a a copper in the bill as well. So I got offered a two-year contract in the bill and a two-year contract in EastEnders. I got offered the bill in the morning and EastEnders in the afternoon. uh, It's not a bad day, is it? No, it's not a bad day. (laughs) And I was doing a play called All's Well, Ends Well down uh, in um, Taunton. And as I was driving down to Taunton, um, I got offered the bill and then as I arrived in Taunton because it's such a long drive I got offered EastEnders Did you audition for both? Yeah I auditioned for both of them and literally the next day both of them wanted me to play the respective roles there was no competition at the time The Bill was a great show but EastEnders was firstly offering a lot more money money that I'd never earned in my life because I was a poor student just Mm. come out of drama school paying rent you know couldn't afford anything was way overdrawn and then um but Eastenders at the time was watched by 20 21 million people yeah. it was huge you know
0: it was crazy i mean for, for anyone that's uh, any of our younger like listeners um, you don't get these audiences on tv no, now cuz there's such a uh uh, such a wide range of choice I mean back in these days it was maybe four or five channels yeah so and people didn't have all these satellite options they certainly weren't looking at you on YouTube Flav yeah, uh, yeah. checking out um, talking balls or you know some of these things so essentially all they were doing is you were limited to those choices yeah, you know? of course, yeah. so you had like tw- like 20 million people watching yeah. every fucking night every it's night from, from a four year
3: old child that will pass you in the street and go mommy mommy look there's Beppe yeah. <laughs> she's like oh my god it is you know to a 90 year old woman <laughs> walking down the street going I know you don't I? Yeah. <laughs> and then I go yeah I, I, I work in the bakery she's like oh yeah <laughs> you know, because it, it just it was just a wide range of people that watched it from old to to young to very famous yeah. one if I ever do an autobiography one day like there's chapters where I've met Paul McCartney I was at the uh, Q Awards uh, presenting an award my first year there and my character just blown up and I was waiting for my girlfriend at the time and I was in the corner on my own kind of drink, drinking a glass of champagne I got a tap on the shoulder it was Paul McCartney <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney came up to me hey, 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 uh, you know Beppe how's it going I was like Oh, Paul <laughs> what do you say to that yeah, I mean the most like, famous rock band in the world ever yeah. it was like yeah uh, yeah you know me and uh, me and the missus we watch it all the time and, 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 and Stella and said we love it we tape it whenever whenever we're watching it keep it up you're brilliant I love you and I'm like it's Paul McCartney yeah. I didn't know what to say I didn't know what to say of course man it's was mental but, to but it. how because that I mean say the population of the UK
0: is 60-65 million mm. it's almost like a third of the country yeah, like, that's watching that's it yeah. it's nuts and but so how old were you and how do you deal with that kind of fame yeah. then because that I was 28 be, uh, like like now there's so many people are famous now because yeah. of reality TV and all this choice and YouTubers the, uh, so many more people are famous to what they were now but back then yeah. there was less famous people who were more famous uh, I so was 28 more- and when
3: I got the call that I got the job and I told my mates my mates wrote me out this little looked like a passport he drew, drew on a passport on a bit of paper he said, This is your passport to pleasure because now your life will change forever and you, you will have the time of your life. And I was a single guy. And I did have the time of my life. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a great time, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I was a guy in his mid twenties who all of a sudden got fame, got money, and literally everyone watched it. Yeah. And you really did have the pick of the women that you went out to to clubs or bars and I treat my mates for holidays. We'd go to Spain all the time, I'd hire the villa, I'd hire this that, and that. I'd hire the jet plane, whatever. Not the jet plane, but I'd just <laughs> buy it for their tickets. Yeah and um we would we would go out and i it was just good from seeing my mates just just pulling girls you know because yeah. they i was they were with Beppe do you know what I mean and you know I'm not going to be blase about it because that's how it was Mm. you know they were like oh my god is Beppe your mate they like yeah yeah and I might be with a girl or something and so to them it was second best (laughs) (laughs) do you (laughs) know what I mean they they were my wingmen entourage (laughs) of uh, (laughs) 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 football mate it was completely like that it was completely like that you know and back in those days EastEnders people especially myself we were written about a lot we were mm. almost on the same par as footballers about written about stories yeah. and this and the other because the press wanted to know about our lives and the public wanted to know yeah. and now it's all about reality stars yeah. because they're the most watched shows really aren't they yeah. reality the made in Chelsea's and the, the only way is Essex that kind of thing yeah
0: but but back then so um, what was the Because tabloid, like journalism's changed a bit as well. Yes, you didn't have online, so the amount of readership that you'd get in the likes of The Sun and The Star and all these, The Mirror and whatever, um, they used to hold so much power and and almost set the agenda.
3: Like uh, Rupert Murdoch, I mean, it's a very powerful man, still is, you know. Uh,
0: So, how, and obviously, as a, uh, because your character, Beppe, was a hard man wasn't he An he op-
3: was but he was a single dad right. so the women loved him for that because he, he, <laughs> he brought up his own child was, was that you, know? you
2: did you look at the script and go uh,
0: yeah.
3: can we make
2: him
1: a
0: single yeah. dad yeah, yeah, but no yeah. no, <laughs> no but I have to copper say
3: Copper or Heartthrob yeah copper, which
0: one Copper um, and or Heartthrob that all women really want to share and, and also right.
3: the younger viewers <laughs> won't notice but there was a character called Tiffany and there was a love triangle between myself Tiffany and, and Grant Mitchell Ross Kemp yeah, right, and okay. I was the one that kind of came out the worst of it and, and, and the women fell for me because they were like oh, oh poor Beppe you know? <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah poor yeah. Beppe
0: <laughs> but it's weird isn't it that people have this uh, people struggled uh, to to draw the difference between or to see the difference between uh, reality and and ultimately fiction and the TV totally yeah so I remember when like a storyline back in the day where Arthur Fowler heard like taking the Christmas <laughs> club money or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. people were going people were going mad about it and, like, how, and people were I think that he was almost at to have protection or something like that yeah. because people were trying to get at him for yeah, the doing the terrible things whatever <laughs>
3: yeah. you did portrayed on screen on EastEnders went into your private life and people and thought it was real yeah in fact I don't think I've spoken about this before but towards the end of my contract with EastEnders they said because my character then started to shag about on the show a lot all these different girls because he was, he was running the nightclub yeah. they said we want we, we, we need a moral to the end of this story Michael we're going to make sure that your, um, your character contracts some kind of STD oh, my <laughs> God. Like, no, no. and I was I like need, I need my manager oh, no, in front do you want to come and live with me for the next couple of days and go out on a night out and then you tell me whether you want my character's contract an STD <laughs> yeah. and how it's going to affect my private life I'm not doing it
2: that's incredible and,
3: and maybe I may that may I may sound pompous and, and a bit you know at my own ass there, but I said I'm not doing it. Yeah. I refuse to do it because the the grief I get from people in the street as it is, yeah. I'm not going to have that because I'm just yeah. have the piss taken out of me all the time. I'm not going to do it, and they weren't too pleased about that. Mm. But you know I couldn't I couldn't do it. Could oh, no, oh. yeah, I I it think it was gonorrhea. Oh, yeah, 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 I mean, it's I mean, not good. None nice. of them are good. No, no, no good, them are good. That's, that's one of the worst. I mean, it's just gonna... it sounds bad. Yeah, you so don't, bad. don't want real
0: gonorrhea or pretend gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> if you can avoid it, no yeah, gonorrhea. Yeah, no <laughs> gonorrhea. Just wear a condom. And, you know, even yeah. if you're not shagging anyone, just be safe. Just yeah, no gonorrhea. Oh dear, but but how how was it like? Because. I mean I find From some of the people That that I've um, Had exposure to Or hung around with You know It's people like Righty Or or whatever um, Or me Or or Flav Flav I think it's very Interesting The dealing with fame thing And obviously like You know we've hung out a bit And stuff like that And you get people Coming up to you Like was that difficult back in the day or were you You know, is it something that you're proud of would you change anything about it I wouldn't change
3: anything because I I believe that you are what you create and whatever and it's all set in stone for you but I had the best time in the world being on EastEnders I love it it was an amazing show and still is still watched by a lot of people I made some mistakes along the way but I don't regret anything because it's just a learning process it's made me who I am today you know with the experiences I've had I don't regret saying that I wanted to do the job because there was no competition at the time uh, but fame is a funny thing and, and it, it's something that I'm a lot more used to now I don't get the grief I don't get a 1% of the grief that I used to get right. because people have gotten older because the people that did give me grief were the, the school kids really right. and now those school kids weren't even born when I was started EastEnders so yeah. it, it's you know it's, it's different now and the well, people people that recognise me now are from like 25 onwards what do you mean grief how would that manifest Just, on the street say if I was walking down the street and you saw a bunch of school kids come towards you and they saw you they just chase after you and call you names and whatever you know really? they are ruthless yeah I used to live in uh, North London in Crouch End and I remember um, just walking past a lot of school kids who were you know they're pretty they're ruthless and they still are now aren't they they just don't mm-hmm. give a shit because they're, they're, show, they're showing off in front of their mates and, and girls and stuff but also I remember one, one instance I went to a, a night uh, a, a, I was going to a nightclub in Essex that a friend of mine owned and we went to a bar beforehand and as I walked into the bar, there was a hen 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 night there, and these, the, the hen turned around and went, "Oh my God, it's Pepe! And the whole pub, literally the whole pub, just looked. It was like, "Oh my God," oh, yeah. me, and my, oh, yeah. me and my mate was like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> so then, just there was just amalgamation of flies around a shit. You know, it, it was just ridiculous. And people wanted back then. You didn't really have iPhones and whatever, but people had their own cameras. And mm. and all of a sudden, this steroided freak who was about sixty. Pumped up, you could see he was completely off his face on steroids, massive guy, he went, Oi, get the fuck out of my pub, this is my manor, oh. you, I oh, get out! The thing is, because you've not in right? yeah. you just walked in. I just walked in, because... because not it, even had a pint yet, to no, kind I didn't of like, loosen a pint. up. <laughs> no, I was, I was being nice, I was talking oh. to people, I was signing autographs, I was taking pictures, and this guy couldn't handle didn't the fact like it. that the girls had gone away from his... Yeah. Territory to, to come and talk to me and blah 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 and I was like come on it's not worth it oh, no, so I just ran on. not
2: worth like, <laughs> it just ran off it's not worth that or having to fight a six year old no juice what, to the gills no I oh,
3: know juice <laughs> to the gills and tattooed right <laughs> up to the neck you know I'm like nah I'm alright mate yeah uh, what's your what's
2: your opinion then of, of the tabloid media and, and <clears throat> Can you give us some examples For those that don't know About how they might have Exploited your private life
3: I think what it was for me Initially I was a very private person And I wanted to keep My girlfriend secret And I think the thing is I should have given them Something initially I wasn't advised by anybody To, to know what to do So I, I kind of de- Declined any interview That the tabloids Wanted to do with me Because my character Was getting so popular No one knew anything about me and yeah. And I, and I I wanted to kind of keep it that way but I should have given something and then they started making stuff up about me which then you know they, they needed me then to kind of react to that and I reacted badly so I'd see him at a charity event and they go oh Michael I'm so and so from a certain newspaper I'm like oh right yeah why did you write that shit about me blah 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 and they go and they could see antagonize me so then they started write more And then, so they just went for the jugular. So
2: almost that interaction becomes the story, doesn't
3: it? Yeah, it does. It becomes a story. And and then after a while, you then have to do a story and go, look, you know, I'm not what all these people make me out to be and blah, 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 because they want to know about you. I should have have had someone around me going, yeah, yeah, I'm this age. This is my girlfriend. I live in North London. Uh, I like Chelsea Football Club, blah, 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 blah. And just giving them something, whereas Mm. I didn't. I just went, nah, don't want to know, don't want to know. Because I was essentially quite frightened of the press because back then they were very powerful. Yeah, you know, well, especially in your career I don't, they, I, I I don't think
2: you could win though to be
0: honest no you can't
3: even now you can't mm. you can't beat the press there's no chance
2: I guess that's why publicists publishers, publishers exist don't they yes. to give you the best chance or yeah. PR um, I, I studied at, at university did journalism and, and two years in I realised I'm not going to be a journalist. I don't want to be a journalist because the tabloid media is where you earn your money. Yeah, and I just, I just couldn't do it. So I didn't. I didn't. Um, it was just something that I, it was just so distasteful and disgusting. Actually, that I couldn't even go. Oh, it was go good near that somewhere. you saw
3: that then because it was. Yeah, no, there was plenty
2: that went into it. Right. Yeah, it was. It was horrendous.
3: I don't think people realise until something happens to them where they'll make up something about you or chase you for something they don't realise how tough it is mm. you know don't get me wrong if you're the type of person to, to go to an opening of an envelope and go to nightclubs well not nightclubs essentially because that's your own uh, private time but if you, if you go to all these celebrity events which I never went to mm. I think I went to one premiere in, in all the years and that was Chicago when I was doing the the, 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 the theatre sh- sh- version of Chicago and I went to the, the film version I never went to any of these events unless it was an award ceremony where I was nominated for an award or something so I didn't put myself out there in that sense... But they still went for me... Because I think my character was a very popular character... You know, mm. And they want to know about you... <clears throat> you know if you were a footballer... If you see a footballer who's so popular... Like uh, Messi or Ronaldo... You want to know more about them don't you... Mm. Which obviously these days is different... Because you've got social media... Yeah. But if you gave something to the public... Ronaldo did a, an interview for the, a newspaper... People would read it... Because they're like oh my god Ronaldo's done an interview... Yeah. Yeah. But it seems to be one of them where... At
0: times when someone's like super popular they will, even if they know things, they won't reveal it because they don't want to almost alienate people and kick up that storm. So they kind of wait until there's that moment where Mung, Maya, they yeah. can jump on and mm. they can start to kind of unveil these things.
3: Yeah, a journalist once joked, once joked to me, he said, we've got a huge file in our offices of famous celebrities. We're just waiting for the time mm-hmm. for us to unveil something bad about them. You know, <clears> at <throat> a certain point, it's like, you scumbag.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I I think one of the best things that happened out of the phone hacking scandal is is that journalists. I know they're not completely responsible, but there's a level of responsibility in the press nowadays that didn't exist. Actually, invent the, the the rise of the internet has also diluted the powers of the um, of the press. But the Leveson Inquiry was such a huge, massive thing that it actually forced papers, certainly the tabloid press, into being a little bit more responsible and thinking about we can't just do whatever we want anymore. No. Um, I think what uh, the advent of
0: social media has helped as well because back in those days they had such a, almost a stranglehold on things that if something was in the paper and also people were a little bit more naive perhaps back mm. then so if something was in the papers people believed it so if something was all over right um Greco's done this for example that would be real whereas at least in social media now like so if this was now so say we're at EastEnders you'd have yeah. 20 million followers right? and you'd be able to sit there and actually challenge that and give your you'd yeah. be able to do go live on Facebook Absolutely. or on Periscope and actually answer these things Absolutely. and they have to Kills wait until the story. next day yeah so, so the, but there's a whole few things that have happened like a few macro trends that, that shifted that power mm. but for a while it was almost they had an ungodly Power, um, uh, you know, which with great power comes great responsibility, yeah. and and unfortunately, I, in a business that's kind of selling things, that you've got, hang on, you really just put that on the front page and, and make that a little bit more sensationalist. Completely. We might sell an extra million copies. Ching yeah. bonus. So you can see how it kind of,
3: how it happens. They get sued so. left, right, and centre, the newspapers. We just don't read about that, do we? Every mm-hmm. now and then, when, when they lose, they have to put a little apology right, in, yeah. the, in the, in the top, bottom left-hand corner of page seven, yeah. where no one, better no long one as reads there,
2: you know. Oh, I have a solution to these. I, you know, I sometimes got these little solutions. Oh, that have you solution. noticed, yeah? yeah. Well, the, the papers, if they lose one of these cases, have to give the exact same amount of column inches to the apology as they did for the original story.
3: That would be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That That's would
2: be amazing. Another rule, the flab, that will eventually come to pass when I become king. The ethical flab. <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, but there was, there, there was some truth to it. There was, there, you had a Lafario. Uh, I did, listen mate, I did. Yeah, I was, like could... I said, I was a
3: single guy, but you know what? I never I didn't have, Never really had a girlfriend during the time I was in EastEnders. So I didn't do anything bad. I was just a guy enjoyed that went it. out. I enjoyed my time. <laughs> didn't you know.
0: do anything bad, did you? <laughs>
3: you did so I slept with 2,000 women, but I didn't do yeah. it. For, no, I'm joking. Is that, if it, you was just, like, it wasn't 2,000. Okay, higher or lower? It was 1,000 <laughs> <laughs> Higher or lower?
0: 1,500. Lower. Lower than 1,500? Yeah. I must that's know Yeah. I must know about 1,200
3: of these. <laughs> <laughs> and they've all got gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: dear. Uh, dear. Um... Yeah, okay, well that's, uh, it's, it is, when you're in, in the public and you're up to things that, I oh, don't you know what it is, it's like a jealousy thing, you know, most of these these newspaper writers, they probably want to be doing what, Yeah.
3: I mean, I would. I This classic example, and I don't care that I'm saying this, I went to my friend of mine's wedding a couple of years ago and Piers Morgan was there, he's like mutual friend, and in the years I've not really gotten Piers Morgan because he used to slate me all the time, uh, and he came up to me to the party afterwards, I saw him there, he's got a beautiful wife, Celia. And I saw him uh, afterwards, he went, Greco, I want a word. I'm like, okay, here we go, we're going to kick off now. Is this going to be about football or is this going to be about you slating me when you were working for the Daily Mary? He goes, um, my wife goes to all these things and she never really talks about any celebrity that she sees, but she saw you walking down the aisle afterwards. She went, oh my God, there's Beppe from EastEnders. Oh my God, there's for from EastEnders, I love him.
1: <laughs>
3: now, what is that? And I went, Piers, mate, you know, she's got good taste. Well, I thought she had good taste because she's with you, but... No. So there was a little bit of banter. Good. Right. Um... Yeah,
2: he, he he splits opinion. Yeah, he know. does
3: split. But I, he's one of those guys that I do follow him on Twitter. He's one of those guys that I, I don't particularly like him, but I kind of like seeing some of his... I just tweets love, yeah. I
2: just love it he's, he embodies Arsenal right he embodies yes. the reaction from the Arsenal fans every time they draw yeah. every time but he, he's
0: supposed to be a clever man no but that's the thing isn't it he gets it he doesn't it's, it's almost like a Donald Trump type scenario right. he doesn't really care No. he just knows that by saying things controversial things that actually that puts him on everyone's lips and if he's on everyone's lips then he's relevant his yeah. followers go up, to spoil then, the dream. and therefore whenever anybody's coming to him and needing anything don't be they want right a TV show we need a guy that's popular and that Piers Morgan because he's got 10 gillion Twitter followers yeah. or whatever so,
2: so that's what it is so it's, you want what I'm being played
0: yes no yes <laughs> that's fam.
2: really what saying this is it this is what this is what's
0: happening um, unfortunately we're in a world where still that vanity number is what people it's not the quality yeah. it, it's it's the the quantity it's value. Yeah. ready to pop the
1: question
0: And, and it's, that's the value that that's what people place their stock on. Unfortunately, so,
3: that's the way of the world now. You know your your followers and stuff like that because it's uh, companies even even in the acting world, people they will look mm-hmm. at your followers and Instagram followers this and the other and go, oh god, he's got a lot of people. Yeah, we, we should employ him because there are a lot of people who will watch the show. You know, it, it's the way. it
0: is Completely, and I, and I really feel sorry for because it's a weird time because there was before Twitter sort of happened, there were people that had these significant moments in life whereby. Um, be it a former, you know, sportsman, be it a former actor or, or whatever, whereby they were, they had such a, a key role in, in sort of in, in popular culture mm. that if Twitter and stuff had been around at that moment in time, they'd have had the the 20 million, the the the, the, the 30 million followers or something, like that and that kind of probably sets you up really for life. Yes, look at footballers now, Ronaldo, Messi, forever they're going to be able to go, all right, I'll tweet that you know give us the cash give me a hundred grand or whatever right Uh, Conor McGregor now he's able to do that whereas you know people that were uh, back in the day that that were brilliant at football and that were so popular their time's gone now and you see these guys and they're on 5,000 or 20,000 or 40,000 followers and you're just like God you were a fucking hero yeah you were a great man Mm. a great performer tennis player boxer whatever and unfortunately because you missed out on that stuff you you just don't have the same value as someone that was fucking I don't know Lady Gaga or One Direction or someone that just happened to be on a Mm. Frankie Kikosa some low Rick Waller (laughs) (laughs) Waller. some low range kind of but guy that was on X Factor or someone at that time just at the right time and has yeah. now got something a lever that they can pull
2: to be relevant and to get future work and stuff yeah. like that and it's of the same thing as those people that aren't relevant that do have these platforms there's one there's a kid, yeah, true. Sam Pepper I don't really want to talk about him at length but he's quite a violent little individual a violent individual Bit a bile. Vi- he's violent. um Actually, fuck it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no let's relevance not talk about at, it. at talk. all. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we got, we are we, definitely going to talk about the carefree podcast because that's yeah. you know <laughs> kind of the point, I guess. Uh, but poker, <laughs> the poker stuff, which is mm. we started talking about, and it was I was fascinated right at the beginning. You guys met each other through playing poker. That's yeah, right, it's yeah. a very risky well, career for you both to get into. What's the,
0: well, we, we it was kind of so we met through. Um, we were on a poker cruise, and I went, so my mate Pete, you know Pete, um, Spurs fan. Yeah, Pete. Um, so basically, I won an online satellite um, with Ladbrokes, other bookies are available, uh, with Brooks to, to, to win a place at this poker cruise, and because Pete was about to get married, um, I was like, right, let's, this is our last soiree. <coughs> so we went on a poker cruise, and we met, um, we met Dunk, um, Dunk. Braun. Mo, no. and then uh, and and you knew the girls, didn't yeah. you as well? So we kind of became pals, and then we met up a few times since. And like we had Australia, uh,
2: yeah, that's was right, yeah. Funny. <laughs> that's so was you won this online satellite that, yeah. that enabled you to enter this Caribbean tournament.
0: Yeah, it was oh, yeah. like a free um, poker cruise for a couple of people and an entrance into the poker. Wow. So it was like a prize at the end of this um, this thing for me. You, you, obviously, yeah. Grex was a, as a was a pro player uh, at the yeah. time. Uh, who was? Lilwoods. was a sponsor
3: yeah. me, so they they paid for everything. Uh, paid for the, the the flight to New York. I think we fl- we went from New York, didn't
0: we? Yeah, New-
2: Newark.
3: Newark. Yeah. That's yeah. right. We went from Newark to uh, down to the Caribbean, Caribbean, and then for about two weeks. How do you go from being? Pepe from EastEnders
2: To <laughs> so a pro- professional poker player So you must have played this since you were a kid or-
3: I played cards since I was a kid But it was towards the end of EastEnders Where my friends were having home games And I used to watch late night poker on TV That's how I got into it And then uh, I was winning these, late- these these home games against my friends And then I, I wanted to test myself As I do in everything as I do in life I mm-hmm. test myself to the extreme So I went to the, the Vic Casino in uh, Edgeware Road And um Started to play there against fully seasoned professionals or other amateurs.
0: Did you just go there yourself? Yeah, or, just on sort of my own. Take you there?
3: No, just when they were on my own. Start playing. Quite an intimidating
0: place to go was a poker room back in the day.
3: Yeah, it was oh. very intimidating. I'd, I'd sit down with maybe a hundred quid, which wasn't much, and uh, just wanted to see how I'd go on. And I, I used to go home every night a winner. And then I started playing. I'm, I'm more of a tournament player, so tournaments can go on for days.
0: I like it's, an MTT as well. Yeah, what's that? multi-table tournaments, so like you can sit and play like cash poker where you just sit down with whatever cash you've got within certain limits or you can have tournaments where everyone pays a certain buy-in which could be 50 quid, it could be £5,000, yep. and everyone starts with an allocation of chips. And you basically play until you lose your chips, then you're out. And um, and in the end, you end up with one guy that's got all the chips and he gets a big portion of the, the collective prize pools everyone's put in. Yeah. And based on the amount of runners and, and various things to the structure, it can go on for a few days. So you a real re- test of of um, so top 200 might pay or top 100 might pay or top 10 percent 10 percent yeah so if you had say 700 players the top 70 would get paid yeah um but the top player would use, use about 30 percent of it uh, so It went now. down
3: to about 20 22 percent right they uh, normally okay. get 20 22 percent of the purse which is normally was amazing you know the first uh first is always you always want to come first anyway <laughs> yeah you know, always, um so I started to win tournaments at the Vic, And these thirty-pound buy-in tournaments, were rebuy tournaments, and eventually right. I started to win. It was only two or three grand for the winner, but it was nice. It was nice. And uh, and then this company, Littlewoods, came in and saw that was doing well. Oh no, I won my first tournament in Cardiff, the
0: uh, UKPT, yeah.
3: yeah, And won one hundred and ten grand, one hundred and twenty grand cash. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, Just is nice, it? Good for a couple of days' of work. And this company, Littlewoods, knew me from the TV and knew that I was doing well, and they said, "Look, we'll pay for your flights, your buy-ins." They, they fly me to Australia. The catalog company, sorry, <laughs> Littlewoods. Yeah, well, Littlewoods pools. Is it the same company? Littlewoods, Littlewoods catalog
0: poker. I don't know. They are your, your sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's like um, yeah, just
0: put the money to my account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. No, is that wearing the hoodie?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: not
2: wearing that frock. For God's sake. Um, yeah. And so, then, so what? You realised at some point you was good enough to make that this could be your living, and you yeah. You, you not acting on that for a while?
3: I did. Uh, me and Tony Isn't Cascarino, a- actually. Tony Cascarino was my partner. Wow. They send us both, so they send us all over. We went to Australia, everywhere. And um, it, it's a form of acting in itself, right? It is a form of acting, and that held me in good stead especially in America British tournaments people know I was an actor so they just didn't trust me enough but in America or wherever abroad I, I would use that to my ability but I mean to a certain extent you know really top players good players they can, they can not read you like a book but they're, they're, they're pretty good they, they can mm. read situations they have a sixth sense about them they know when to put, put mm. you to the test I wasn't aggressive enough, which meant I wasn't. It's not like I would get up and smack you in the face. Not that, that's not aggressive. Only
0: Scandinavians, you wouldn't Only, only, um, sc- only Scandinavians.
3: <laughs> but the aggression is where you really are. You're constantly betting and betting and every putting effort. every hand, putting you to the test, putting you to the yeah. test. And eventually you're just going to run out of chips, you know. Um, but the, my biggest prize I won was 250 grand in Vegas, it was a, a tournament 2,000 people entered. They came third. And I know you don't know poker, but basically when you're all in, both of you pre flop, and you put your cards on the back and then the best hand wins after that if I'd won that I would have won 650 grand so just yeah. a, we call it a coin flip so yeah. it was a 50-50 yeah and I lost that and I won 250 grand instead of 650 grand so even though I came third and won 250,000 I woke up the next day thinking oh, yeah. I was gutted because I came third and I could have won 650,000
2: if I would have yeah, come first yeah it's a. it's,
0: it's half is it half full Is 250 no. grand no but it, it's very weird isn't it and um because th- these tournaments like how that was a WSLP event right Yeah. so how many days was that three days so three days and you're playing 12-14 hours a day it's yeah. very intense and when you're playing in an MTT right it's it's kind of weird because there's times when you maybe you're short stacked, you don't have many chips, and you're seeing these other people around that got these huge chip stacks. Yeah, it's but intimidating. Then, but then as a the tournament goes on, right, and if you've managed to survive and you've kind of you know played well and you built a stack, you might then see this this guy that was sitting there bullying you on the, on the first day. Yeah, you see him playing some other tournament or queuing up and playing cash or just hanging out with his mate, and you're just sitting there thinking, "Fuck you, man."
1: Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> you it's, a it it's a buzz. It's because you're thinking, you were, "I
0: hated you." Yeah, you fucking out. No, for on that you. Card. Yeah, and I'm still in this, and you feel fucking great when you're in it. Yeah, and I remember playing this um, um, EPT tournament in London. London it's a European EPT.
3: Poker Tour.
0: Yeah. So the first Thanks. prize for this was over uh, over a million. All the people from the adverts are playing this. There's 700 runners in it. I'm in it. And uh, I, I make it through to cash, and I was playing with Teddy a actually for quite a few hours. Me and him were sat next to each other, um, and I went out in, I think he went out in 40th, and I went out in 39th. Nice. And I'd won about 20 grand for this, and I was yeah. fucking delighted, right? However, because you've been there and you've played for about three or four days, and you're fucking relevant, and it's weird, like when you get knocked out, you have this moment where you're like, ah, you're like, you might be a coin flip, but usually you're. you're if you're any, you don't want to be in a situation where you're drawing dead, which is where the, you know you turn over the cards and you've lost the hand. Yeah, you got so no you, chance. Yeah, so you want you want certain cards. You might have outs to to complete your hand, um, but when, when you actually go out and you stand up and you. You you've been talking to these people for hours, and there's banter, there's things that are happening, there's there's kind of conversations that will be going on, and all of a sudden you get up and walk away, right? And it, the table just closes up like you yeah. don't exist. Yeah, completely. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. And, 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 no, and I am guys,
3: remember me? Yeah. No, fuck off. You, you're out.
0: You, they don't give a shit about no. you anymore. No. And and. The money doesn't fucking help, Flav. Like it no. doesn't help. So that was my biggest cash, and I was. People were calling me, and they were like, "Oh, fucking, that's amazing!" And I remember actually speaking to you because I was depressed the next day. Yeah, I was. And I remember it had
2: gone. Well,
0: uh, yeah, because even though I've got twenty grand, I'm like, "A, you're thinking, fuck, man, that was a real chance." Was close to, to go a on. million
3: pounds, right? yeah.
0: And you put so much into it. Like you, you're, you, you're, con- you're concentrating for twelve hours at a time, three days on the trot, and you have to you, if you only all of a sudden, switch off and you play a few rash hands, you could just fuck yourself. Yeah. So, it's a real you you have to be disciplined, you have to be uh, right in that fucking moment the whole time. You have to not get bothered by by bad luck, by these bastards with huge chip stacks. Yeah, but but honest, uh, so, so you put a so you're so invested in it that I remember I reached out to you after because so I was like, mate, I've just won my biggest cash, by far. <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> and it's like the, the biggest example, uh, the biggest way I could describe it's like drugs, it's like when that's gone, mm. the the Low is is yeah, it's not good, and it yeah, took me a few, few days, days before before I was actually like, yeah, I did well. There. Yeah, I was I was. See, I was going to ask why'd
2: you stop, but that is pretty depressing.
3: Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I stopped because firstly I started to loo- I was losing more than I was winning right. and that 's always i 'm I'm, I'm not like these degenerate gamblers who will gamble and gamble until they 've got nothing left. You know yeah. I, When I went to a casino i 'd take money with me and leave my bank cards at home because I was not going to draw out more money if I lost mm. because if it 's not your night it 's not your night. the casino 's going to be there twenty four seven Just go home, start again the next day. Um, but it, it, I started to lose, and uh, sponsorships uh, had gone away. Poker
0: changed a little bit. There yeah. was kind I think
3: it was about the 2008, 2009,
0: when the economy went bad. There was yeah. all the subprime yeah. market stuff went on in America. You yeah. remember when all the uh, housing and all that kind of yeah, stuff... Yeah, poker went, was
3: illegal online in America. Yeah. Uh, it, a whole shift happened and I just thought oh, I can't do this anymore because de- it is depressing like Max yeah. said it's depressing when you lose you drive home like you want to kill yourself yeah. it's awful it's an awful low and the highs are incredible obviously but yeah. the highs became very few and far between I was like nah so that's when I decided to get back into acting when I moved back to LA. Yeah. So right, I said I've had six amazing years, <laughs> and this will be a few chapters in the autobiography. Yeah. But now I'm back into acting. Do
0: you do you can't just, wait for the autobiography? One. <laughs> <I'm gonna enjoy
3: laughs> <it>. You hear <laughs> stuff <laughs> fucking, or, yeah, fucking oh, out and you're not in
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> At the
2: mute. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> we <were you>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <are> you, uh, <laughs> we
0: allowed to call you that in the office? Probably not <laughs> professional, <laughs> is it? I don't know. I love it. It's not. Let's not cause that. But no, the. Just to kind of the bit that ties poker together with with gir- with birds because I, I remember you know you grade women and this I don't want this to sound wrong because you know we're uh, we're all very respectful of women here of course. but you know you might say oh she's a ten or something like that yeah that's so. <laughs> You know In, <laughs> <laughs> this was one of my favourite things. Was was we'd rather than speak about. Oh yeah, she's a solid eight or something like that. We there was a way of of speaking of, of ranking women by a poker starting hand. <laughs> right. So pocket aces being a 10, ten, yeah, and then like a seven deuce being a being a uh, the, the worst. worst. Yeah. So that would be it'd be a one or something like. It's
2: that It's more like it's a new it's more nuanced grading system than the the, the one to ten. He's, yeah, it's better, but it's because you're be like, well, it. she's like, well, you know, well, you'd be like,
0: oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, she's she was, Pocket Jacks. So yeah, Pocket she's... Jacks has just come in. <laughs> and it would be like, oh, yeah. right. so and so's talking to that girl, what's she like? Jack (laughs) Tooffson Fold But uh, But but just to bring Actually the worlds of Poker Women And then football Together uh, And I'm going off Script here If you were to look at The football teams Right now Mm. Right in the Premier League Mm. How would you What poker starting Hands would you give I'll name a team and you tell me uh, their poker hand equivalent at the moment okay. so I'll give you an easy one uh, well Chelsea what would they be
3: Chelsea at the moment pocket queens pocket queens yeah. okay Spurs
2: sorry for the record pocket queens is
3: the second best is the third, third best, best hand okay.
2: third
0: best starting hand so yes yeah, so, so just for anyone that doesn't know their poker an ace is a great card so ace um, a pair of aces is the best because um, yeah that, that's that's the best starting hand and then it'd be kings it'd be queens it'd be jacks then it'd be tens but then you've also got like an ace king which yeah. can become a great hand once the flop comes and then you get these other cards because yeah. if he's got tens and I've got ace king and then a king or an ace comes on the flop then that's better so an yeah, you okay. know, ace king's yeah ace king's
3: pretty on the on a par with Queens, Jacks, and Tens, isn't it? Yeah, kind of fifty-fifty. You know? Yeah. so right.
0: like, uh, But then, if you're getting into, <laughs> if you're getting into like Ace Rag would be like an Ace Three or an Ace Four. That can be alright, but it's kind of not really good. Only in certain situations. Yeah. So Basically, that might
3: be a West Ham, Stoke. Yeah. 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 That's definitely. Yeah. It, exactly. exactly. You're you're it, it. Definitely a star. So, right. Yeah. So
0: we've got Chelsea so far, and yeah. they are pocket queens.
3: I'd say pocket queens, near pocket kings, but. Okay, with a good transfer the with a good I transfer game? could be pocket kings okay. yeah what about Spurs I'm going to give Spurs ace jack
2: ace,
3: I'll take it I'll, I'll take it because I'm do you <laughs> know
0: what I mean in the middle signed up to Littlewood's catalog
3: Flav the new spots only because Spurs on their day can beat anybody and yet when they have bad days they're not bad but they're not uh, could you say it. that
2: some might you might almost have too much faith in that hand what in ace jack yeah. yeah
3: some people do ace uh, jack is good when you're heads up on yeah. a short stack tape on a, when there's not many left in the tournament so ace jack can be very very powerful Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things it, it's, it's it's okay yeah. like Tottenham it's exactly <laughs> Great, right, yes. right it's exactly. yeah no <laughs> <laughs> alright let's do let's do Leicester it's a tough one ooh oh. Leicester I mean you know if you said before before last season I would have said like 6-7 uh, suited do you know yeah. what I mean but not even suited probably. not even suited yeah. but now <sighs> I would say Pocket tens, actually. Pocket tens. Yeah. Okay. Got to give them credibility, you know, right. because they're, they're they're buying players, you know, they're they're breaking their transfer, trying to break their transfer record with Slomani at the moment, and I think um they I think they're going to get stronger, Leicester. Okay. I, I, I definitely think they'll be in the top ten, whether or not they'll be in the top four. I, I don't think they'll be in the top four this season, but okay. Pocket tens, yeah. Man United. Oh, I see. I've got a love-hate relationship. I love mm. Mourinho, obviously, but yeah. I hate the fact he's gone there, mm. and I hate Man United. So of course. <sighs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them Ace Queen, Ace Queen. Yeah,
2: okay. for now. Can I ask? Be- when, did you have hat starting hands, or they called pocket hands? They starting hands, yeah. starting hands that you. That you were fond of that aren't necessarily don't have any bearing, but you liked having them. Yeah, hand, when, you're, you?
3: when you're when uh, you're dealt cards, these are hands you want to see.
2: Yeah, the two but cards. Did you have like an affinity to a certain hand? Yes. Like, yeah. or one that you disliked more? You our mutual yeah. friend
3: Bronwyn had King Deuce for some reason. Mine yeah. was Queen Ten, Queen Ten suited yeah. for some reason. Listen, everyone would want pocket aces every course, hand, yeah, but yeah. Queen Ten for me
2: was a good one. What hand. one didn't you like? Even though it was relatively good, you didn't. Uh, good about... Pocket
3: Jacks, I didn't like pocket Jacks. So that's yeah. your Man United thing. That's my Man United. All right, fine no that'd be my arsenal actually this is great we could do I Jackson, could do this forever <laughs> <laughs> can we carry on playing this after <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: how okay. much time have you
0: got yeah. Yeah. do you go for the um, Huddersfield Town <laughs> what,
3: does that count does it count not really oh, okay <laughs> we've no, we got you know, yeah, we're going to break we're his heart here are at the moment they're, they're the least pocket deuces aren't they yes, right? yes. You know, they're, at least, they're a tiny little pair, they? That can they?
2: make a set. Pocket, pocket
0: deuces too. Pocket
3: a twos, twos, yeah. Pair of yeah. twos. But that's... Pocket ducks.
2: But uh, as a championship team, they've got to be pocket nines. Pocket nines? Yeah, I'll give you that. What's,
3: pocket nines?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're top of the league, aren't
3: they, honestly? Yeah, but they're in the championship. I, I mean... If, if you're comparatively, if, oh, oh, comparatively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, yeah. Pocket nine is comparatively. Mm, i would right, take that.
2: Yeah. One, one more question about poker. But so, yeah. Because I'm thinking about getting into it. <laughs> uh, okay. what, what, what's the first? Other than don't get into it. What's the fir- What's the most basic advice? Something you would, you would have wished you'd been told five years after started playing
3: poker uh, if you're playing cash
2: yeah,
3: then don't be too greedy and quit while you're ahead I think because the mm-hmm. amount of times I was winning two or three four grand and the Vic later at two o'clock in the morning and I thought oh, I'll just play one more hand and I'll do the lot yeah. and I'll drive <laughs> home wanting to kill myself yeah. <laughs> and if you're playing tournaments patience is the key because yeah. that goes on for days oh so they're God, the two yeah. bits of advice for multi-table tournaments and for cash okay mm. should we talk about carefree absolutely yeah so, so what way you start a podcast So uh, this guy I knew who who was doing voiceovers. He's we were talking at a party one day last Christmas, and he was like, "Well, you know, my knowledge of Chelsea and football is for an actor is pretty good, and I've played football since I was a young kid at quite a good level, and I love it. You know, it's my life. I used to date this girl in LA, and uh, she came back to my house one night, and Chelsea were playing Arsenal, I think, at four thirty in the morning." Uh, LA time so you know I turned the TV on no 6.30 in one I thing was LA time I turned the TV on and we just relaxed in bed and she was like oh what is this I'm like this is my team Chelsea against Arsenal you know we're, we're going for the top of the league in this game blah 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 oh soccer oh my god yeah. and I wanted to kick her out of bed yeah, there she and then she was, like, she was like this is not a real game She's like, "She she was supporting Philadelphia Eagles you know American football and I was like if you want to see me again <laughs> if you want to see me again you you just lie here. You don't have to look interested or whatever. Just lie here and just be quiet and let me watch my game. Yeah. You don't have to comment on it. You don't have to slag football off. Yeah. I don't. I, I appreciate that you don't like the game, but I, I will go to a game and watch your beloved American football just because I like you. So do the same yeah. with me. Yeah. And, you know, please just don't start slagging off my team.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. She stayed,
3: she stayed for the whole game. She really got into it. Did she? Get, you converted her? No, no. Oh. She didn't like it. We didn't. We didn't last very long. That really put me off her. <laughs> really? She we just really one did, that one little. thing. for how that can go, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, really. I, I'm not saying it. I wouldn't go out with a girl because she didn't like football. Don't get me wrong, but she was just really. She's a scathing. Me. Yeah, yeah. I said, that's not gonna happen. And and not it can like go
0: the other way. So, so I quite like my NFL as well, and I've been right. an Oakland Raiders fan since I was seven or something like that. I was that. right
3: with Philadelphia Eagles, right? Yeah, that yeah that's there? right.
0: Yeah and um, so, so Ty my, my missus we're obviously having a baby with yeah. um, I remember quite early I don't know it came up and I said oh yeah look, like I can't do this on Sunday because I'm watching the, uh, the NFL she was like oh right what, you watch NFL I was like yeah yeah I quite like the Raiders no I was like yeah I do she's like oh I quite like the NFL I was like she's like my family's from uh, f- from America and, and they're big fans I was like no way, who and she says Oakland Raiders they go to all the games so I was like I love you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, I love you yeah. so, I have you ever know. go- gone to a game yeah, I've been to see the Raiders a few times.
3: Oh okay. wow! Yeah, I've never um, been to a
0: home game though, but because their family lives that way. That's, yeah, probably have they, happen, they? Haven't
3: been over to Wembley, have they? Yeah. They
0: have. Yeah, we got fucked. Really? Typically, obviously, as a Huddersfield Town fan, you think if you're going to choose a good team, don't you? But I chose the worst NFL. for They like they're, they're, seven
3: do soft suit. Me. <laughs> well, actually, they're
0: coming good now. But for the last, they've had a losing season for like the last twelve years, and not a winning season. Right. It's been horrible, and I've watched every game
3: because
0: right. it's just once you. Once it's in you, it's in you, isn't it? Yeah, sport and a team. Yeah. It's, you can't just go. All right, well now I'll support the Patriots because they yeah. win all the time.
2: It's yeah. like, so um, that
3: was good uh, carefree chat. <laughs> 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 yeah, care about promises, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> me. We about so we haven't started it just uh, this season yet, and we're just getting it together again. Uh, kind of lost momentum really towards the end of last season. Um, but we, we will pick it up again. Yeah, and I just love talking... You know, when you're doing a live show like this and you're talking passionately about something you love, mm. Ie like Spurs, Huddersfield, Chelsea, poker, birds, whatever, you, you can speak and there aren't really many pauses. You can talk about... Uh, you can talk about it till the cows come home because you're passionate about it and you can hear in your voice and that's why I love doing it because I was interviewing people like Graeme Lassau, Kerry Dixon, Tony Cascarino, all these ex-Chelsea players and they knew that I knew about football yeah. because my passion for Chelsea and I'd see, and I'd try and give them a devil's, devil's advocate type of view on, on games from a fan's perspective rather than just an ex-pro's perspective, perspective of going, you yeah, know, they set to stall out, four four two, blah, 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 even giving all the cliches. Mm. It was, I remember seeing an interview that Noel Gallagher, I think, did, about Man City and the way his way of describing football, Man City, I, I really loved it. It was authentic. It was authentic, exactly, yeah. that's a word, you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to bring with this as well. Do
0: you know, but we have, sorry. You're, you're, you're an actual actually. I mean, you're very, uh, very eloquent, and right. I've listened to the pod, it's really strong, it's very good. Thank you. I think that the. Um, uh, but I, I know what you're saying about that authentic thing, and I, I hate that whole um, attitude of the past. And again, it's getting back to the press thing in, in, in a way is that this arrogance that you had to be this storied journalist right. or, or a former player in order to have an opinion on right, it? Right, right. It's like what you're talking about. but it's a bit like, in a way, the um, um, the poker thing. You know, like there was, in poker, there was uh, all these live players that used to play in the live tournaments and then the online poker thing happened yeah. and, and live players used to look at people that had learned online look down their noses at them mm. because they were kind of sitting in their bedroom playing all these hands yeah. but they became that knowledgeable by playing so much that once they learnt a little bit more about, about the tells in, in a live situation they started mm. to kind of take over and dominate and it's a little bit like that in, in media in a way mm. that the amount of people that are in their bedrooms you think about some of our fan channels the amount of hours of broadcasting they've done now They've done far more than any journalists have done in terms of video yeah. and broadcasting. Yeah. So they're able to carry it better and and, and Don't get me wrong. I,
3: I, I get it. If you have like a, an ex soap star or an actor talking passionately about football and people might go oh what does he know he's not, not, he's not a footballer I remember seeing Russell Brown on Match of the Day once you know it, it, kinda, it was a bit weird seeing him on there yeah. even though he was a West Ham fan very passionate it was like we don't really value your opinion because you're an ex, not an ex-pro yeah. but I actually liked some of his examples of what he saw about the game because yeah. it was different it was new you know? yeah absolutely
2: I mean that, that, that's, that's it I think uh, if the, the rise of the internet has given platform to people that I probably, probably really. should have given been, been had a platform beforehand but the state. Quo in in, in football me, uh, me, football media has so long been about actually getting ex pros on and, and getting them to talk, but that that is, that is changing, uh, and, and yeah. long may it be that way. Mm, absolutely, uh, you can download your podcast on iTunes. It's on, yes, it's, I noticed this in the new and noteworthy. Uh, for, for iTunes is it? Yeah, it's a shame that you don't know that because I see your faces
3: you don't know <laughs> yeah. that. So, I've been busy
0: since your last podcast we've done about 15 of them now. we're not in that
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're not in
0: that section it's one of
2: that thing do you really want to be in there is it cool <laughs> not, and not really being yeah. in a noteworthy I don't yeah. know I'll, I'll I'll sort, it out, yeah, sort that out boys sort that out for us yeah we'll do it's been a pleasure actually yeah and thanks so much for coming down and talking to us it's fascinating and um there was something I'm going to say, but I'm going to leave it for when we stop, actually. Just what? So okay. Yeah. Oh, something... Yeah, yeah, something else. Sorry, this All is a right way to end the pod. Um, yeah. Well, you know, does people still call you Pepe in the street? Uh, it every you? now and then, once in a blue moon. Does it irritate you?
3: Uh, no, because back in the day it was everybody. Now yeah. it's one every two weeks or something so yeah. I just laugh and then go oh mate <laughs> the yeah. the is there life. any way that is going to come back no oh, definitely okay. not is that, is that, is nah, they, no they've never approached me they've never approached me to come back but approach you know, them
0: he died no. he, he died <laughs> of gonorrhea in there he
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no do you know what happened to my character he moved to Leicester Exactly. he's running a cafe in Leicester I think he's doing very well now <laughs> especially yeah, in exactly. the last year or so it's exactly. probably by Filbert Street is that the it, name of the, old, yeah. ground, the yeah. old ground the, the Filbert. old ground Probably. That
2: that's how they wrote, wrote you out yeah yeah he moved you to, Leicester. Move to Leicester
3: to start a cafe Yeah, normally it's back. Manchester but it was, this time it was Leicester well, at least you should have yeah, gone back to Italy surely well, what I think it really- he was born, in, born and brought up in London, so right. it
2: could have gone back to Italy, I it suppose. Well. And it, it, I mean, it's either that—you move to start a restaurant somewhere, or get blown
3: up. Yeah, in, they didn't blow like, me up. No, still, it's it's always. Room. I think I'm the only kind of relevant character in the past twenty years has never been asked to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take it personally. Standards. It's fine. I have a life and I thought yeah okay what else could Beppe have done I'd quite like to, to
0: explore no, that done loads. what did Beppe do
3: yeah are we talking no sorry, sorry <laughs> are, I, I, are we talking <laughs> Beppe or Michael right. I don't
2: ne- know I never know the difference no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so true mate, I don't know sometimes <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, remember. Thank you, everybody who's uh, who's downloaded this podcast. Remember to leave us a review and five stars on iTunes. It makes a massive difference to where we rank, and it shouldn't do. It, it should be about the quality of your podcast. But sometimes you end up on new and noteworthy notew- notew- for doing nothing, and sometimes <laughs> you don't <know> at <laughs> I don't mean that.
0: In fact, we've. Is it worth it just mentioning? Because I was looking at some of our reviews earlier, and we've what, actually had up? some
2: yeah some beautiful reviews of see, like it, ours, it, yeah. I, it, it isn't cool to read out your own reviews, but
0: Why
1: is they is are it?
2: really lovely.
0: Some
1: oh, good. No, do you know what? I, so it should be I'm, that they all, are
3: funny.
0: I'm offline. Informative, them, yeah. funny.
3: You know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have we have fun
2: anyway. Am I supposed to be filling now? Yeah, you're filling well because I, you know, I can't do two
3: things. I quite like. So.
0: I quite like my phone. I quite like not filling and watching you frantically. <laughs> <right>. I don't, <laughs> don't even know what it. I'm saying. I could have said anything just though.
2: Forget it. Yep. We could we can do what like, Huddersfield Town some more. No, I went. But I went to see them. Well, all right, and go on then. We beat Wolves. I know.
3: Yeah, Wolves are going to be a good side this year as well. I'll tell you
0: what, right? I don't like this. Today. Honestly, Grex, Flav is very snobbish when it comes to
2: football. He looks down at the wow, field. That is not true. We're, we're,
0: just he because, says well, with I'm a smirk a, on his face. Yeah, with a smirk on his face and getting all defensive.
2: And no, I'll well, tell you what this is, where this is coming from, is that we... Matt would crowbar in Hoddersfield into every single episode. This is almost like a cliche conversation <laughs> now the fact that I'm mentioning it. Right. And now, bizarrely, by some sort of cruel twist of fate, he actually has a valid reason to talk about Huddersfield Crazy. I, how can you not talk about Huddersfield
0: Tim? top of the championship top of
3: the championship mm, very relevant Wolves
2: Wolves came along and the Terriers sent them packing do you know what's great about this is that you're, you're you're in the same position as I was last season that you weren't willing to accept or talk of the fact that your team might actually be good this year and I've gone early though haven't you, you waiting no, until the last game to, to be fair you around. haven't like in the office you're still yeah. downplaying it all yeah. and I waited until just before Chelsea before saying you know what Really, you waited that long? Yeah, it was that long.
0: Wow. And he was—he was, was—he was, he had a poker face on.
2: Wow. He that was like, a a like long no, time we're a not going to do it. We're
0: not going to do it. And then, literally, the minute he went,
3: oh, oh, I think we might do this. <laughs> and then, at that point, they went, fate. bang, fate just not <laughs> typical. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, a Nick and Nate deal. Isn't that being to typical slap. of Spurs for the past twenty years? Yeah, one hundred
2: percent. It's yeah. just it, it, All of these um stuff makes you it makes you stronger character and. and it, makes the next disappointment, inevitable disappointment, because there'll be another one um, easier to take.
3: Well, yeah, they're unbeaten so far this season, which is good. That's true, but not convincing, though, no, that's the only problem. No, especially against Liverpool, they weren't convincing at all. No. I don't think your players are firing yet, yeah? are they? Dyer, really, Ali, no. Kane, they're not firing on all cylinders quite yet. But when they do, <laughs> they're, they're going to be a fourth.
0: little bit tired, aren't they, from that Euro thing. A, the football, but B, I just think that there's a... There still
2: is a weight, I think, around that, In, playing for England.
0: It's, it's not it's, fun, is you know know it? the, No, I
3: don't it, think it is. It can't be
2: fun. It's the stench of Hodgson. They can't quite get it off him. Right. I well, think that's what it is.
3: I mean, it's a shame we haven't spoken about England and Allardyce and, and some of the, the picks he's made for his squad, because I just don't agree with a few of his picks. Well, go on. He, yeah, what, uh, what? Okay, Valencia has played well, but he's not. He's, you know, he's not going to change England, is he? Oh, the uh, West Hamport,
2: Antonio Oh,
3: Antonio He's not going to change England, is he? You know, know people like no. um, what's, his name, what's his name, the place for uh, Everton um, Who hasn't fulfilled his potential Jack um, Ross Barkley, Ross Barkley got dropped, Who a he... few years ago was but potentially st- Could have been an, the new Gascoigne Started the season well like Started it. the season well he, he can change a game He can do something different That Gascoigne used to do, you know mm. uh, Antonio's not going to do that And he's saying, no, oh yeah, he's great He's popped up here and there Gets a goal He's good coming in wide but that's not England's problem. He knows that's, him from
2: West Ham though, doesn't he? That's what he yeah,
3: is. I think so. Uh, and uh, I just it just still has the same kind of dour, boring, kind of defensive look about them, England, you know? And yeah. I just think, unless their attitudes change, they're, they're just going to... D- I don't know, I can't see them being Slovakia, to be honest, because they're not a bad we side. Knew, we knew that
2: before, as soon as Allardyce was taken. Like, I, I'm kind of a position now, I don't really care. Look, like, I'll support... I of support England I just don't care enough To, to kind of
1: Yeah it's just, I, I know really what you mean place. But it is
2: frustrating though Because you kind of It is in our name yeah. you know like everything that,
0: <laughs> if it's English football given that we're English and we like football it's kind of done in our name Yeah, yeah. you know like we have to we have to wear this around the world yeah. people look down their noses at <laughs> <us. Yeah. laughs>
3: It's like even it's Wales, like, Wales are <laughs> above us in the rankings because yeah. we're a joke we are a joke and, and, we're a joke side <laughs> I mean
0: I I went in on on Odson a bit I always did I always did. I always think thought it was a, a joke appointment. I think if we'd have hired him twenty years ago, yeah, maybe when he was forward thinking, yeah. right? But the world's changed so much of late. Yeah, like how? And and I just think that it's it's the chemical uh, reactions and, and the chemistry between the players and the staff and that whole team thing, if you you need to excite, you need to get into their minds, you need to kind of make them play for you and reach beyond their, their levels almost. You you need to kind of make people, uh, motivated in a way that they kind of, that they become more resilient like Leicester where they kind of went beyond what was kind of expected of them. And in order to do that, you need to have a guy that's able to kind of, um, appeal to them. Mm. Someone, like Mourinho did at Chelsea yep. Where, do you remember when Mourinho left and all the Chelsea they're still texting him because they, they, they'd run through walls for him Absolutely. because they respected him and, and his arm around their shoulder and whatever meant so much and he used to make, he used to take all the pressure away from them and make it about him and he'd say these things in the press to kind of deflect attention and you could tell that that, that, that was a bond whereby uh, it, it, was, it was precious mm. and how can you Roy like an old guy and i just can't understand how he relates to these kind of to, to these young players. Yeah. First of all. And now i just think we've done it again. totally. Sam. Absolutely. And, and this is a quote this is so, so on our, we've got this great network group which is all our kind of channels and stuff and someone posted this earlier <laughs> saying uh, saying Mike Bassett really is England manager. And this is the quote right and it's it's an article that goes the manager will hold his first training session on Tuesday. And in his determination to keep the squad entertained, he plans to invite Paddy McGuinness and Bradley Walsh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: not true. <laughs> he plans to invite Paddy McGuinness and Bradley Walsh to host a quiz night for the players. And then quote, A bit of fun, Allardyce said. Christ, I haven't come here to be miserable. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my
3: god. god. Is that serious? <laughs> that a, fa- that a, a quiz night for the players. Yeah. That's gonna you know the standard of quiz, that's gonna oh be no. opposite oh. of yes and He's completely I mean, unaware He's oh, unaware I mean who he is Of course he's unaware I remember years ago When uh, um, Steve McLaren got the job In front of Sam Allardyce Sam Allardyce had this Fata quote of saying If my name was Sam Allardyce I'd get the job <laughs> <laughs> Because of all his Foreign p- uh, managers Were oh, coming God. in And now he's got the job I know I mean Come on England was so defensive Right And yet their defence Wasn't good enough yeah. And now they've got Sam Allardyce I mean come on Really, aye, 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 I'm aye, aye. sorry. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's just not a good appointment uh, I, for me. Uh, I don't know who would have been someone like Slavin Bilic. I think would have been yeah. great.
1: Yeah,
3: even Eddie Howe, a young, oh, upcoming yeah, England yeah. manager. Yeah, you know, because there's no one around, is there? But
0: I just don't understand how you can't, how you can't look at your opponents when building your own game plan, and it just was quite clear in those Euro after that first game. You're just thinking, hang on a minute why are we playing Raheem Sterling right, in an advanced position mm. against a team that's defending very deep and yeah. that are kind of big physical kind of players so we're giving him the ball with his back to goal um, And actually expecting him to kind of, from a standing start with no momentum, no movement, static position to do something with it. And it didn't work. You could see that in the first game. So then to not kind of change it. And then even when he did change it momentarily, to then bring it in for that Iceland game. Yeah. Look, you're not... Sterling needs a ball with lots of space, probably playing on the counter-attack. He'd have been great to play against France or Germany or Spain. or someone.
3: Sterling lacked confidence at that point, so he shouldn't have played. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. But,
0: but, but he's blinking. and He's just kind of doing our team rather
3: than going. Hang on a minute. Yeah.
0: Every team that we played were defensive against right. us, and we were going to have more of the ball against, and they were going to kind of defend deep and try and counter attack us. So why not sort sh- of shuffle your pack according to that rather than playing someone who's essentially needs to be playing on the break and not to do. Damage. We could
3: talk. We could talk all oh. day about his tactics and the fact he brought in Jack Wilshere and not Danny's Drinkwater. You know, there's so many different aspects of his decisions. You just go, what? Mm. Yeah, well, most of the is going. Why have you done that? You know, and, and the last game, the, the Man United kid. Rashford. Yeah, I mean, let's not go into it because we could be here all day talking yeah. about England's performance, couldn't
2: we? we absolutely, It was miserable. We had, we have done a podcast where we've we've, we've went through this, which yeah, was miserable. But, it was absolutely yeah. miserable. <laughs> sitting next to Matt was going going into the team, and yeah. Robbie just kept saying, "We need a winner, we need <laughs> a winner." And by the end of it, I was my head was doing loops. to Yeah, them. yeah. Um, Sorry. But, no, don't, don't, me on, on, don't, don't thank you so much for coming down. No, it's been here, fascinating you, and, and really enjoyed telling it so much. It's been a, a really interesting stuff, and I'm, I'm genuinely interested in poker now. So we had a little ball Street tournament, which I didn't partake in because I'm. Um, Every time I played, I've lost money, which Mate, it was it a making- nightmare, just so you know, right in this poker tournament. We had one
0: guy like that, he's just like leaving all his chips in a big mess like that. And I'm like, tidy your chips up. He's like, <laughs> can- no. And I'm like, seriously, you're supposed to have your chips stacked <laughs> like yes, that you Stack can see him it. so we can see him. He's like, <laughs> no. Just like re- flatly refusing. Uh, like, I'm just like, after is
2: a bit, that, like, is that etiquette?
3: Yeah, because you need to see how many chips you're playing against. You need to see the big chips. You need to see exactly what they've got. You have to, that's complete but, etiquette. But
2: hang on, isn't isn't it a part of. You're allowed to do what you want to throw off the other players?
3: Uh, Not really. Within certain Yeah, but then it just become
0: like a circus, wouldn't it? You'd yeah. have people like, sitting going. I Like, I
2: don't know, spinning bow
0: ties and stuff. It'd be kind I'm
2: glad I didn't play because I would have lost. Probably. Which makes a good opponent. anyway, next time. Next time, maybe. This has been the Ball Street Podcast. See you at Far Post.